Hey, everybody, and welcome to another AUSU Open Mic, the podcast proudly created by your Athabasca University Students Union. My name is Jody Campbell. I'm the executive director here at AUSU, and I'll be your host for today's discussion on a topic that every AU student is going to want to learn more about. Today's important topic is about student tuition and fees at AU. So now that I have you on the edge of your virtual seats, let me introduce you to two amazing members of our team that are going to be helping me out with this topic today. Uh, first, we've got Karen Fletcher, our AUSU president. How's it going, Karen? Good. How are you, Jody? Good, good. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Always a pleasure. And of course, secondly, uh, we've got our mind, man behind the scenes, Duncan Watasik, our AUSU govern, Governance and Advocacy Coordinator. How's it going, Dunk? Oh, it's going great, Jody. How are you? Good, good. And obviously, a super important topic today. Um, mm-hmm. And and not just because of the, the level of importance, but I think we're talking also the level of impact uh, mm-hmm. on students. And, and here we are talking about tuition and fees. Duncan, I'm going to come over to you just to kind of kick us off here. And, I, and I'm kind of wanting to set the table a little bit mm. for our listeners. For the past three years, I mean, AU students have experienced a total of 19% in uh, tuition and fee increases at Athabasca University. That breaks down to, I believe it was 7% in 2020, 5% in 2021, and another 7 in 2022 this past uh, September. Can you share a little bit about how that came to be and and maybe just this connection between Alberta government funding and student tuition? Yeah, sure. I mean, Athabasca University students, of course, come from all over Canada and ultimately all over the world. But the institution itself is an Alberta institution. It's an Alberta university. So it gets a significant portion of its funding, just a little bit under half from the government of Alberta. And the rules around how much you can raise tuition along with a bunch of other stuff, is set by the government of Alberta. Uh, in the, govern- the government of Alberta changed in 2019, and the new government that came in came in on a mandate to, to cut public spending. And, and as a part of that, they're trying to reduce the amount of funding that goes to universities without decreasing quality. So they opened up the ability to increase tuition by up to 7% for three years in a row, after which mm-hmm. we're supposed to go back to inflation. That's poorly timed because I'm sure everybody knows right now inflation is at like an all-time high, right? But yeah, exactly. so yeah, so the government of Alberta opened that up and simultaneously cut some funding to Athabasca University, along with all universities and colleges in, in Alberta. Karen, when you think of the last three years, I mean, obviously your your perspective is unique here because guess what? You're also a student. Yeah. Um, you know you know, what comes to mind when you think of the past three years, kind of going through all those three years of increases? Well, I mean, definitely now when I look at what tuition is, it's much more expensive than when I signed up for this degree. Um, And especially I'm an out-of-province student, so I have that additional $219 out-of-province via course. Um, And and it it is, it's, it's a lot more because you're like, oh, well, it's only this much per course. But when you consider the fact that students take normally 40 courses over the, the degree, um, it really adds up over the years. Yeah, absolutely. And and this might be a great segue, actually. And Karen, maybe we'll come back to you and then Duncan, feel free to chime in. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the key priorities for a USU executive team and for council this year is affordability. Yeah. Why is affordability more important than ever? For AU students? 
well, if they can't afford to come to class and there, there won't be any, any education and there won't be AU, right? Yeah. Um, and AU is very dependent on students actually coming. 70% of the institution's income comes directly from tuition payments. So if it's not affordable, then I think the tuition numbers drop. And we've seen that over the last few years. There's been a decline in enrollment. And I think the raising, the rising of tuition costs is a significant driver behind that. Yeah. And I would, I might also add in addition to living expenses, you know, yeah, fuel, for sure. um, <clears throat> cost of living basically. So um, Duncan, what comes to your mind when you think about affordability and, and why it's more important than ever? You know, I, I mean, when we look at Athabasca University's mandate and the kinds of students that we help serve, I mean, it's, it's all kinds of students, but it's about breaking down barriers. And when we talk to our students, the financial barrier is a gigantic one. So mm -hmm. adding tuition increase after tuition yeah. increase just makes that barrier all the more higher. Um, and I also think about our current students, the students that are making extreme sacrifices in order to continue their degree. Like that doesn't make anybody feel good when you hear about someone who is, you know, debating whether or not to pay their rent or go to school, debating whether or not to get groceries or go to school. I mean, that those are terrible choices to hear about. And, you know, I, I think ultimately in the spirit of Athabasca University being Canada's open university, we, we should be looking to break down those financial barriers, not increase them. Yeah. And if I could add on to that, um, I find mm -hmm. that a lot of AU students don't don't qualify for a lot of the programs that are designed to help students. Like if I think about the Canada summer jobs, it has an age cap um, and that's designed to get students working at the summer and, and provide good quality jobs for them. Or, or they have a harder time accessing loans because the loan system really assumes that you're kind of 18 to 22 with no dependents, no spouse. And when you have people who maybe own a property or have a spouse, it's harder to access the loans because those things sometimes disqualify you. And so a lot of our students are people who don't have a lot of other places to go to compensate for for the rising cost of living and the rising cost of of tuition. And it's so important for all of our students to be able to continue to to meet their own goals education wise. And, and affordability is probably the biggest thing that's preventing them from doing that. Yeah, 100 um, percent. You know, part of the Athabasca University budgeting process includes student consultation. And we have just concluded the third of potentially uh, up even up to five consultation meetings mm -hmm. uh, that we're going to be having with the university this past September. You know, Karen, I, I know obviously you and the rest of the executive team, uh, along with myself, we participate in those consultation meetings. I was wondering if you could just provide a bit of an overview of of that consultation process and, and sort of where are we currently at in that process? Yeah, so AU is required by law to meet with the student union twice a year to talk about potential tuition increases. We do get more than that, which is something that we really appreciate. Um, and in those meetings, um, we talk about what the university's needs are financially and what students' needs are financially, but also um, the things that students have said that they wanted, whether that's more video content or um, the option to have physical textbooks and to choose their textbook thing, um, or whether we they're finding, you know, there's really long wait times in one area and would require more staffing in that area. Um, one of the things that's important to know is that A is required by law to present a balanced budget. So it's yeah. kind of a bit of a dance where you're like, 
how much do we want to ask for and what do we want to ask for versus we want to make sure that we're not asking for things that aren't going to drive, that are going to drive tuition through the roof. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to do as president is really expand how we bring the student voice in these consultations. So before the first consultation, actually, the executive team put together a document for AU to review to talk about how the recent raises had impacted students, what students had already said about, um, you know, needing to rely on food banks or struggling to afford as many courses and to really make sure that they could hear the things that students had said directly. Um, and then we're also, we've had one town hall consultation. We're going to have another in early November. Um, and we're trying to provide a number of ways to really get the students' voices into that space. Um, because I mean, we're students, but we want to make sure that we really uh, represent all of the people that that study at AU in their unique situations. Um, currently, our position is that tuition should stay the same in September 2023, and that the out-of-province fee should be lowered to bring all courses under $1,000. That's what we're asking for. Um, AU, it seems, will be allowed to raise tuition up to 5.5%. So those are kind of the numbers that what we want, what they're allowed to do, um, and and we'll really see what will happen. Um, yeah. 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 No, I appreciate that overview. Um, you know, some of the pieces that we're starting to learn more about is, you know, that obviously um, AU is uh, experiencing a bit of an enrollment roller coaster right now. Mm -hmm. uh, they've discussed uh, how, you know, revenue and new funding is looking a little grim and, and maybe that's just the picture that they're wanting to paint with us. But, um, you know, part of that AU conversation is about you know, finding efficiencies at the university or simply stopping certain expenses uh, before any new things can be considered. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, the university is also looking at inflationary pressures as well. So it, I do believe, um, and I would like to hear your perspective on this too. Like, do you feel like it's a transparent enough process, like where AU is, you know, open enough with students to be able to sort of have a, a pretty honest conversation about what the university position is? I don't think the issue is transparency so much as um, I would like it to be more a meeting of equals. Um, I, I would appreciate, for example, um, if you're in a meeting called like the General Faculties Council and, and AU staff need to present something, often there's a written briefing ahead of time with facts and figures and where they're at. Um, and while I've, I feel like they are happy to answer my questions, I would prefer a situation where there was more written documentation in advance so that we could ask um, more informed questions, we could discuss it ahead of yeah. time. And that's something that we have expressed to AU and they have um, come a little ways on that. Um, and so I don't think transparency is the issue so much as how they view what, what is necessary and what consultation is. Um, because in my mind, consultation is something where you're like, I am providing you the information I have and I am asking you what you think of this. Um, and, and I think that there is room to grow in that respect. Yeah, I agree. Duncan, you know, Karen actually talked a little bit about this, but, you know, why does tuition go up every year? And 
maybe can you just share with us a little bit about this relationship between CPI and tuition and fees? Yeah, sure. I mean, outside of the last three years where the government of Alberta told all universities they could increase by up to 7%, prior to that tuition was, well, it was actually frozen under the New Democrats. But the law says yeah. uh, that it can go up by inflation. And inflation is defined by this weird formula involving the consumer price index and stats cam. But usually it works out to basically inflation. And um, so that's the amount that the goal was for, for institutions to just raise it by inflation every year. But of course, I mean, we've talked about the roller coaster. It was frozen for four years under the New Democrats. It's going to be allowed to go up by 7% for the first three years of the UCP. And then this coming 2023, it'll go up by inflation. So I, I think it makes it exceedingly difficult for students to plan how much their degree is going to cost. I think it makes students feel often that it's unfair that you're you're paying a different price in September than you were in August, but there isn't any meaningful difference between the course that you're going to get from one month mm -hmm. to the other. And, and, and so I can appreciate when our students tell us, like, I don't know when I should be taking two courses. I don't know when it's going to go up. And even when I say, well, there's a decent chance it's going to go up in September because it always has. It, mm -hmm. it still is, if someone asked me by how much, I'd be like, well, it kind of depends on the political winds of the day. And and that's not a that's not an easy place for someone to be planning, not just their educational finances, but their their finances with their home and their family. And and it just feels incredibly volatile and oftentimes random, for lack of a better word. Why is tuition going up by 7% one year, but then 5% another? Like it, it's completely divorced from what students can afford to pay which, I mean, I think yeah. should be the driving feature of how much should tuition be? Well, it should be no more than what students can afford. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, well said. Karen, I'm going to come over to you. Um, and again, speaking of the of the consultation process, at our recent AU consultation meeting, AU was discussing a goal of theirs, which is to reduce and potentially even remove the out-of-province fee yeah. for students who live outside of Alberta. Now, noting that the question that they're asking themselves is how quickly can they do it and what does that reduction look like? Um, Karen, I'd love to hear your thoughts as an out-of-province student um, you know, about the out-of-province fee and why do out-of-province students pay more to attend Athabasca University than Albertans? Yeah, great questions. Um, so reducing and eliminating the out-of-province fee is something that actually AUSU has been advocating for for a number of years because it's unfair. Um, if you get the exact same course, why should a magic line on a map determine how much it costs you to pay? Um, I can tell you historically kind of how we got here. I don't think I don't think there's a good reason for why we have an out-of-province fee, but I can there's tell not. you what the reason is. Um, so the law says that um, universities can charge an out-of-province fee if a course is delivered entirely through distance methods. Um, and they started charging an out-of-province fee a long, long time ago because in the 1970s and 1980s, long-distance phone calls were very expensive. Um, and mailing the giant binders when, like, because AU was originally a correspondence university was also very expensive if you had to mail it further away. But then, obviously, we all have Canada-wide calling, I'm sure. This, these are no longer reasons. However, um, if they got rid of that tomorrow, they wouldn't be able to balance the budget. Um, 
Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's why, do I think that's a good reason? No. Um, but th- that's how we got to where we are. Um, as an out of province student, I hate it. It's so frustrating. And it, it, it's something that I have looked at and been like, well, I could take a similar course at Queens and, and not pay an out of province fee. And I actually did over the summer and it was a lot less expensive because I wasn't having that add on. So I think that this is something that AU really needs to address very urgently because students are beginning to have other options and they'll they'll go elsewhere if it's considerably less a course. Yeah, you know, and eventually it will completely bite them in the bum that they'll price themselves out of other provinces. And other yeah. provinces are the ones who control how much education is in their province, right? So, yeah. I mean, we could imagine a world where if AU increased tuition by a million dollars, it's not like then they would have 40,000 times a million. That's not that's not how the math work. They, they would have zero times a million because no one would pay a million dollars to take yeah. a distance degree from Athabasca University. And I look at those enrollment numbers and I'm like, I think we might have already passed the tipping point where AU would get more revenue from lowering its out-of-province fee and being more competitive. More Ontarians and more British Columbians would choose AU, and that increased revenue would do better things. Yeah, I agree with that, Duncan. And, you know, Karen, I understand your frustration as well, and I think that there's a lot of -of out-of-province students that would relate. You know, you could easily travel to the U of A, and uh, you would still be a domestic student paying uh, regular tuition fees. You you would not be, you know, incurring any type of out of province fee. And I think um, that is certainly a frustration that I think a lot of AU students feel, especially for those that are out, outside of Alberta. Duncan, I'm going to come to you, and and this is a tough question, but <laughs> you're ready. you're great with tough questions. I don't anyways. know about that. Let's find out. Yeah, I I know that you'll at least have something to say. Um, you know what? Generally speaking, how much is tuition at other universities? And, you know, you just mentioned it, and I want to just expand on it slightly, but is AU getting close to pricing themselves out of the post-secondary? And and I and I know that what's unfortunate in this topic is that there are so many AU students that don't have anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talk about flexibility a great deal. We talk accessibility a great deal at AU. And there are some students that are really... I don't want to say forced to go to AU, but AU is the best option for Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately what ends up happening is they just end up, you know, taking the hit, um, you know, because it's not like they have the potential of other, you know, place-based opportunities, uh, based on life, uh, circumstances. So, um, you know, maybe just talk a little bit about, cost of other universities and this whole idea of AU getting really close to, you know, breaking this barrier of pricing themselves out of the Mm -hmm. market where suddenly AU students will find another solution. Well, like, I mean, broadly, I would say I stand behind my last statement that especially out of province, we've, we've, I think we passed that tipping point and I think our enrollment numbers show that, that students are making other choices, but you're right. There's a whole bunch of students who, for whom AU isn't just the best option. It might even be the only option. Um, it's hard to comment about other universities because it's not always comparing apples to oranges. Yeah, and I know Athabasca yeah. University loves to bring that up. Did you know we don't have a U-Pass? Did you know that textbooks are included in our cost? Overall, though, Athabasca University tends to be slightly less than other universities. Not dramatically less. You're not making you know, hundreds of dollars of savings by choosing Athabasca University. Because the other Alberta institutions have also been increasing their tuition, that like 
distance between AU and the University of Alberta, for example, hasn't grown. But when we look at other provinces and universities outside of Alberta, lots of them have seen either their tuition has gone up by, you know, one or two percent a year. Or in some cases, like in Ontario, um, four years ago, they lowered their tuition by 10 percent. So I mm -hmm. think when we compare us to across Canada, Alberta tuition will probably pass the national average this this coming year. Um, it's just one or two percent below last year. And, and AU is just, again, just slightly under that. But I think administration and the province frankly should be worried that they are past that point where they have priced themselves out of some students market and and there are some really good I mean I don't want to I'm not saying leave AU far from it but Karen's right there are other alternatives whether it's looking at a traditional land-based university that's offering online content or a place like Thompson Rivers University which offers totally online degrees it is in a more semester system so it's not asynchronous it's not it's not as flexible as AU but they do offer fully online degrees and yeah, they're cheaper. Yeah. I think, I think what's really key to uh, compare online degrees to online degrees. I know, um, I think for Alberta students, Laurentian is about the same as AU and for out of province students, Laurentian would be cheaper. Um, I know the total cost I, for my letter of permission over the summer, the total cost to take the same course at AU was going to be 1,040. And I paid 720, I think. And that includes all the textbooks, all the proctoring fees, everything. So I, I'd say for out of province students, there are other options that would save them hundreds of dollars. And AU should be really, really concerned about this. And I'm concerned that they're not concerned enough. Um, <laughs> And we'll be in meetings and I'm like, guys, students have options. They they will leave. And, and they're like, well, things are expensive. We might have to raise tuition. And I'm like, that's not going to get you more money. But I, I love AU and I want AU to succeed. And for AU to succeed, it, it needs to be affordable. I'm concerned that it's not. It is true. Athabasca University breaking down those barriers to do that, it one of those barriers is finance and AU has to be affordable. There is no model where AU is expensive, but open. Like that's just not how this is going to work. Karen, you just mentioned, you know, we just essentially went over the thousand dollar mark. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you look at price sensitivity, how does it feel when you suddenly cross over, you know, the thousand dollars is, you know, is, is that a number where students are like, okay, you know, like I was, I didn't like it, but I was fine at 975. But the minute you go over a thousand, it's kind of like now I'm really thinking about this. Well, the minute we go over a thousand, we have some students who literally can't pay for courses. I've heard from one who yeah. he was like, I have to use debit, don't have a credit card. And my debit limit for the day is a thousand dollars. So when you go over a thousand dollars, there are students that even if they have the money, can't go to AU if they want to, which is an insane place to be. Like logistically, that's yeah. a problem. Um, but yeah, I do think the mental threshold of a thousand and forty sounds a lot more than nine ninety, even though it's a fifty dollar difference. Yeah, that was likely an unanticipated barrier. You know, are students gaining anything from potential tuition and fee increases, or is it just kind of feel like it's the same, or sorry, more money for the same education? This might be a difficult question to answer. Um, but you know, what can students expect from 
yeah. from AU <laughs> with an increase. And, and maybe the best predictor of the future is what students have seen in the past three years. So imagine you're sitting in a classroom and the paint is peeling off the walls and they're the windows don't actually close and let some some rain in. And every so often a piece of plaster falls off the ceiling and whacks someone in the head. Um, you'd need a new building. Now, yeah. let's say the university yeah. spends a whole lot of money on a new building because that's necessary for safety and to continue to deliver the, the in-person class. H has Is that a legitimate expense? Yeah. Do you feel like your education is different? No. I mean, you're sitting in, a, in an acceptable classroom. That's sort of where AU is at right now. Um, they're spending a whole lot of money on something called the Integrated Learning Environment, the ILE. That's the part of the website that will deliver your courses. Um, right now, the website kind of behind the scenes is held, toge uh, held together with bailing wire and duct tape. Um, there are like 14, no, maybe it's 29. There are stupid numbers of the same thing running in different configurations, kind of sort of patched together. It, it's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so... It's that decrepit building. Does it need to be fixed? Yes. Is the new one going to feel different? Well, I mean, sitting in a nice classroom is easier to learn than sitting in a badly designed one that's falling apart. Is it going to answer the things students have been asking for, like video content or more like interaction with professors or textbook choice, whether they want a physical textbook or online? No, it's not going to do that. Um so, I mean, do I think they're spending money on something that is necessary? Yes, the current website is um, very quickly going to be so outdated that it, it will no longer function. So we have to fix that. But um, I, I'm really concerned that students aren't going to see the changes. Well, they're not going to see the changes they've been asking for as the um, as a result of the tuition increases, because all of the money is going into this, what is essentially a deferred maintenance project. Yeah, I like your analogy because, it, you know, interestingly enough, even even the provincial government actually has funding for maintenance for brick and mortar schools. So uh, I don't know if AU has been considered in the same way with their infrastructure. And um, mm -hmm. there's no doubt. I think that the university is going to see a great deal of efficiencies once the ILE is up and going. I think they also realize you know, going back to when this really began during the, you know, even before the pandemic, um, you know, how ambitious of a project it has been. Uh, but there is no doubt that I, I really feel confident that students can feel confident that the changes that are being made are going to improve the overall experience, the efficiencies of the process. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously we're, we're getting close to the launch, you know, we're still couple months away maybe even more as this is rolling out over uh, as we go into 2023 but um, I guess it's to be seen yet so um, but I, I definitely like your analogy I think it's a good fit mm -hmm. let's maybe transition to something because Karen you mentioned this earlier but I really want to hit home because the question is like what can students do to voice their opinion on possible tuition increases what what avenues do they have to be able to say, hey, you know what, this is how it's impacting my academic life at AU. And, you know, obviously, you know, Karen, you're, uh, you and the rest of the execs are providing a lot of leadership as it relates to a few different initiatives that we've got on the go. Um, and I was hoping that maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, the town halls again. You mentioned this earlier. Uh, there's a survey out there, even email feedback uh, that we're accepting. So um, 
are you okay to just kind of give us a bit of an overview about, you know, what can students do to voice their opinion here? Absolutely. So um, in early November, I believe it's November 7th, but we'll double yep. check. Yep. On November, November 7th, 7th, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, we're going to have a town hall. Um, it's a live session where uh, students can come. It's on Zoom. Um, you'll get to talk about how this is going to impact you. And we go into breakout rooms and we have a chance to talk about where you're at, the sorts of things you're struggling with financially, what you want AU to know. Um, and all of that information is collected by the student union. It is We remove identifying information. So we don't say like, Karen Fletcher said that this is a terrible plan. We say, you know, student A said this. Um, so you don't have to worry about privacy in that respect. Um, yeah. And some of that is going to go to the university and to the board of governors as they make this decision. Um, we also have been or will, depending on when this goes out, uh, send out a tuition survey in the email newsletter. Look for it where you can um, communicate like how this is going to impact you. Are you going to take fewer courses, take longer to graduate, transfer somewhere else? Um, what does a, an impact look like in your daily life? Um, and again, we're going to be using that to include in some documentation for the university. So they really don't just hear the four of us. They hear what you have to say. And um, you're also welcome to email either the student union or the university itself and say, hey, this is this is what a tuition increase would mean for me and for my future registrations. Um, and I know the entire executive team this year is really focused on making sure there are opportunities for AU to hear all of your voices um, because you're why we're here and you're why we do this is that um, students' voices need to go into those spaces and decisions need to be made that serve students well because without students, there's no AU. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well said. I was so impressed by the first town hall. We had 29 individuals that attended that first town hall. Now, of course, we're like we understand that there's like 37,000 mm -hmm. undergraduate students at AU. And and we also understand that not all thirty eight thousand of them are or thirty seven thousand of them are going to show up for a town hall, but to be able to have a really solid group of individuals that you know we were able to go into those breakout rooms, have some really um, interesting conversations, hear from different students that are having different experiences, and uh, I was just thoroughly impressed with the overall outcome of that town hall. And so I'm very much looking forward to the next one. And you're absolutely right, Karen. It's November seventh. It's at 5 p.m. Mountain Time. If you go to our website at ausu.org, you're going to be able to click on events, which is right in the top toolbar. And basically look at the calendar. You'll be able to find, go down to November 7th. You can click on that link and uh, and register for that town hall. And um, if you just want to show up and just listen to the conversation, great. If you want to just type something into the chat, no problem. Mm -hmm. um, if you actually want to voice your concerns, you know, we'd love to hear it. Uh, so I think that that's going to be just another phenomenal opportunity for us to be able to connect with students on this topic. And of course, like you said, if you're not able to come, no problem. We've got a really easy email. It's ausu at ausu.org. I'll repeat that. It's ausu at ausu.org. Feel free to just throw a couple sentences in there and say, you know what, this is how the tuition and fee increases are impacting my ability to con uh, to continue at AU, and we'd love to hear it. So, um, mm -hmm. and keep your eyes really peeled cool. for the AUSU uh, newsletter because all of the information about yeah. town halls, 
um, and various consultation opportunities are going to be in there. Um, so you don't, if you're having trouble finding something, I mean, always shoot us an email, but also um, all of the information will go right to your inbox um, twice a month. Love it. Love it. Um, thanks a lot, you guys. This is, uh, this was really appreciate you spending some time with me on the podcast uh, for a topic that every AU student has been impacted by and will continue to be impacted mm -hmm. uh, in September of 2023, uh, depending on what that increase might be. Um, but yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, you know, obviously we even talked about affordability. You know, it's it's a priority here at AUSU in our advocacy efforts in the university and we want to hear from you. So be sure to check out our AUSU Town Hall on November 7th. Uh, and again, whether it's uh, filling out the survey and providing feedback there or just simply sending us a, an email, we'd love to hear from you. So um, thanks, Karen. Thanks, Duncan. Of course. My pleasure. Well, this has been another uh, really great episode and what a great topic. That was a really cool conversation with you guys. Um, you know, thanks for joining us here on AUSU Open Mic. My name is Jody Campbell and uh, look forward to having you here next time. Have a good one.